Welcome back to CCRPG. We are returning to the session after a pretty large revelation of uh, Curry's former allegiances and what his state on the crew is as uh, Chimera walked in on RC and uh, him arguing with each other about some things. Um, now, so far as we know, uh, both Evelyn and uh, Astro now know about Curry's past, and we'll have to figure out what to do with that information. But all the while these things were happening back on the ship, below ground, Steve was doing some recon, and things weren't starting off the best. Castro, why don't you tell me what you've come to a decision on there? All right. Uh, well, it'd be boring not to push this at this point, so I'm going to push it. Um, my my uh, uh, haggle or wager to you as the GM is that I would like to use um, two. I'm gonna I'm gonna push for it. Two out of my three hex charges, which is uh, one of my special systems I have uh, for laying mines or throwing grenades in combat. And I only have three charges. I want to use two of them set up as like uh, an escape point that will cause like rubble to like block the way if I need to get out quickly. So what will happen is that I by making the first bad roll, it does go poorly. But if I can get over a 10 or ideally over 20, I don't need to maybe. But I would use that as like a way to escape and not have to get caught into a fight or something. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Uh, I am willing to grant you the accuracy for the use of the two of those charges under the condition that they won't be recharged before the assault. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yep. Okay. Uh, there has to be an actual impact on the next battle. Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead and grant you accuracy for that. You can go ahead and make your pushed roll. We're looking now. Well, there 23. we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, you made a profitable wager, sir. <laughs> Uh, good uh as your as your uh roll a 13 plus a four from your accuracy plus another six because you're really damn good at this thing you wanted to do um mm -hmm. i do think it is interesting that you would have only gotten a 19 if you didn't have that accuracy so it really was having those hex charges ready that really let you get off scot-free here okay all right so um, let's tell you what you get here uh, on a 20 plus. You get what you're looking for with no complications. That's like pretty that. good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. plenty of complications lined up for you. Um, <laughs> oh, well, you can't use any of them. <laughs> Kestrel, what you find while you're down here is. Uh, what order do you view things in, by the way? Are you going to the front lines to examine the underneath of the attack lines first? Or are you examining the ESCOM tower first? Uh, I assume the ESCOM tower is much more guarded, so that would be second. Okay. Um, out of those two things, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, you go and examine what will be under the front lines. Um, what you're able to determine, Kestrel, is from what you can see, you don't see any more of those large canister bombs that you saw blow open other parts of the city. But what you do note is near where the underneath 
of the ravines are where there was ple- previously blown up areas. You do st- see that it appears Smack has prepared and stationed some ambush forces under the ground that are meant to come behind and attack your groups after they've joined the battle already. It is a they have set up an ambush squad to flank your assault after the assault starts. Okay, so first of all, that I mean, I I assume that they assumed this as well, but that means that they know that war is coming. We're not taking it by surprise. That is one of the implications. Yes. Um, You also know that knowing about this tactic makes it far less effective because uh, even if you just have like, you know, this Steve um, just surveying the kind of ambush forces they have set up, they are not up to the level that some of the groups that you're working with are, but would be real nasty if they were undetected before they unleashed hell. Um, if Kingfisher, say, or um, maybe even Bette Noir were informed as to where they are and what they were preparing ahead of time, they could basically turn this back in on them and take them by surprise when they reveal themselves. Interesting. Okay. I've got an idea of what I'll do with that. Okay. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it from the that's what you obtained from the frontline info. Okay. Uh now, this is where I think probably things got complicated for you with your first roll. Um you weren't entirely sure what to expect in the Escom Tower. Um but what you definitely didn't expect is well, first of all, the Escom Tower is a lot more artistic than you expected it to be. I don't know if you know a whole lot about like Terratella aesthetics, but it kind of looks like they tried to design like a Disney style tree (laughs) out of a giant tower. Like you almost, it almost looks like you're in like the animal kingdom in Disney world or something. There's like a giant, like metalish tree shaped tower rising up out of the ground. It's very stylish. There are a lot of precious metals used in this construction. It's shiny. It is ostentatious. You do not have any idea why it was designed like this. Um, and as you're admiring that you notice that on the ground, it's much more mundane it looks like a fallback base has been constructed around the base of the ESCOM tower. Um, You probably get a little closer than you would have liked before you realize this, because it seems like they're also trying not to be detected. Um, You notice that there are more fortifications here than you would expect from a civilian building. And you note, after you maybe tiptoe a little bit closer than you would have liked, There are active forces here and you're able to get out um, before uh, things go to shit here. And you don't think they know who you are or what has detected them, but you don't know why this base is here, but they seem to have created a fortified fallback base at the base of the ESCOM tower. Rivaling the city center? Not rivaling the city center. It seems more concentrated. It is is much, much smaller in scale. 
Okay. Um, did you you remind- will note there are only smack forces here, and there are no pit wolves forces here. Okay. Good note. Can, can, uh, you remind me where the ASCOM tower is in relation to everything else. It is under the part of the city that is controlled by Smack, but it is not near the city center, which is where you're headed to. Okay, but it is in the underground part. of. Yes. So you have to remember, like, the city's big. So imagine yeah. that the city center is in the center of Smack's territory. Then the center southish would be where the ESCOM tower is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Kestrel, what do you come back with that information and do with it? Uh, I'll come back and tell the others on the ship what I found. Uh, and then just after I go, uh, I think maybe we let uh, I'm still concerned about spies, I guess. I, I want to know, did did you guys find anything? And maybe this leads into the next thing. Did you guys find anything about their their mobilization efforts? And do they seem to have any idea of what we're planning on doing? Um, so I guess uh, Astro would have been monitoring this uh, while um, Steve was out scouting. Um, so do I need to roll check for this? Yeah, let's double back and figure out what you okay. guys have obtained here. Sorry, it just um, greatly affects what I want to do then. Yeah, no, this yeah. is the perfect time. We'll we'll lead you guys all back up to this uh, getting back together then. So let's start with Comet. Uh, Comet, uh, leading back up to this, you were looking into how effective the diversion you were setting up was. Yes. Um, Comet, after a few days, you realize... That as the uh, as certain um, diversionary uh, transmitters are being moved around, um, you are starting to monitor enemy forces and movements, and you're really putting all of your focus into this. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, roll for me. Uh, it would be. I think it would also be a gather information check. You're trying to see if this thing worked and find out the information on it and how it relates to things. Sure. Uh, could I do investigate? Absolutely, you can. Alrighty. Let's do it. Um, investigate. Uh, one year play. Uh, oof, I rolled a nine. A nine. Okay. Yeah. On a nine, you could push this, but on a nine or less, you can either get what you're looking for, but it immediately gets you into trouble, or you cannot get the information you're looking for and get out now. Hmm. So what this would probably translate based on what you're doing is yeah. you realize that after you've gotten into Smack's uh, like a monitoring info... They are going to trace you out and lock you out of the system so no one will be able to get in again. Meaning that, like, all attempts to figure this out in the future will be locked off. Um, 
So you could you could do that. You could get this one answer, but then say Bet Noir might be less effective in the upcoming offensive. Or right. you can get out now and not get the information you're looking for and not get detected. Hmm. Um so you have to de- determine which of those is better for you or push the roll. Not, I don't think I want to push the roll at this stage. I don't want to mess things up before they even start. Um, I think um, I think I will uh, get the information, but um, get locked down. Okay. Comet, it becomes apparent to you that they are not moving their forces directly in relation to the transponders you were setting up. You know you were setting up a distraction, but it seems like either the distraction was noticed or they knew to notice it. So, I'm assuming this is what you're doing to get caught. You push deeper to see if you can figure out why they aren't responding. You are able to determine that there is um, a coded message that is arriving every two hours to smack, giving them updated information on the layout of the deployment. Layout of our deployment? That is correct. Okay. And after you find this information, you realize you have delved into a part of their systems that is carefully monitored. And there is no way to get out in time without leaving a trace. All right. You check again. That that outlet into Smack's data has been completely cut off now. I'm locked out. And okay. anyone else who was using this vulnerability is also locked out. All right, so jumping back to uh, when Steve is debriefing us, I'll say, well, from what I could tell, they seem they seem to be gaining information about our deployments. So I think there is a spy. Um, they they mobilized some some of their people um, in response to our diversionary uh, transponders, but not really in the way we'd expect if we were pulling them. Uh, I don't suppose every, you're able to every track two where hours. it was going or anything. Well, I tried from, to. I guess there's no way. I tried to, I tried to, but I got, unfortunately, I got locked out of their system, and they, they seem to patch that vulnerability now. So who do we trust? Ourselves. Um, I, if if we believe Crux Croy and his message, I I feel like maybe him. I want to say I trust Ken as well, but the truth is I just don't really know any of these people too well. I trust uh, Galleon more than I trust Ken. Galleon's too on the uh, table. 
Galleon's too straightforward to be um, deceiving, I guess. I don't know. Um, looks can be deceiving. Probably yeah. don't want to underestimate him either. I guess. That nowhere. Were you able to get any information on where this coded message is coming from, or were you locked up before you could do anything? They traced me before I could get any any more information about where it's coming from. All I know is they were getting this message on a regular two-hour basis uh, containing information about our deployment and our positions. So they know something's coming. They're, they're not going to be caught off guard. Alrighty then. I trust Hale. Well, we can't make any kind of big tactical changes or anything without them finding out then. Yeah. We could share this information with, with all three of the pirate factions. Um, just be transparent. If we share it with one person, we might be unwittingly sharing it with the spy, but if we share it with everyone, uh, then then everyone knows that we know. I trust Bet Noir. You think? I don't think that they Smack would have tried to out them with us if they were working together in any kind of way. Oh yeah, that's true. I think they really I mean, want that favor. <laughs> I mean, that noir is pretty devious and schemy. It could be all an elaborate ruse, pretending to frame them. I suppose. Here's, uh, here's Astro over here name-dropping the name of the season. <laughs> That's right, Ruse. He, he, he turns to the camera and smiles as he says it. <laughs> it's truly you truly is. are the Ruse. Uh, yeah. Starring Astro James. So that's it, then. <laughs> Just a bunch of people doing a Ruse. A Lancer subtitle Ruse. <laughs> um, Alright, so... Uh, um. I'm willing to I'm willing to risk it. What about you guys? Risk telling Bet Noir only or risk telling everyone? We can tell everyone, but I want to tell Bet Noir about the other information that we found and not the others. I'm going to come back and tell everyone that I didn't find anything else down below um and that it's clear and then I'm going to tell Bet Noir that I did find something else later and that we're going to count on them to stop the, the counteroffensive. Huh. Hmm. Are you sure that's a good idea? Yeah. Could, uh, if you just tell backfire. everyone it could. I, it is a gamble. You're right. I'll trust your judgment, but I'm not sure that's a good idea. All right. I, I, if, if you guys have a better idea, that's fine. But if we tell everyone about the ambush, it... it there's just going to be more forces to deal with in other places because they're not diverting attention to a, a bad call. 
what makes you think we can trust Betnoir? Because we yeah, we owe him a favor. I don't know. Who did we talk to when we were carrying that camera back? Um, well, we talked to Ken. White Rabbit. Yeah. They knew where we were going. They knew where we were going to be, right? Yeah. They could have been tracking us before we even called Ken, though. Or they could have been tracking the camera. Maybe. I just don't know about that Ken guy. And and frankly, we don't we don't have a lot of other great options, I guess. Uh, it's up to you guys. If if you want to go along with my plan, I'll do it. Uh, I can contact Bet Noir or one of you guys can. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, go ahead. I think it's probably think the so? best move right now. Um. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it to your discretion. I, I, I trust your instincts. All right, Steve. Does that mean you're gonna reach out to Bet Noir? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to reach out to all of the, all of the captains. The. Mm-hmm. the space pirate captains yeah uh, and tell on them, the uh on the idea that you're like each giving them information mm-hmm. the information you found yeah um and then tell them that you know we didn't we didn't find anything down below uh-huh. or i didn't find anything down below uh and that that we should move forward but we do have reason to believe that there is a mole somewhere okay uh, and then, with Bet Noir, I'm going to attempt to communicate them privately. Uh, and then Are you going to get in direct contact with Tepsi then? Yeah, if I can. All right. Um, you will You will have to play with her then. She, sure. she comes on the line. Yeah. She's like, oh, one of the operators on Mr. Jammin's crew. What a pleasure to speak with you. I don't really know how to play up into theatrics quite like you do and you enjoy so i'm going to be a little bit more blunt i think if that's all right that's fine with me we know that there's a mole uh and i don't think it's you oh i'm so glad i've won your trust yeah something like that we we did find movements down below. They're going to ambush. Interesting. And why are you telling me about this? Because I want you to deal with it. When the ambush happens, I want your people to be far enough back that they can pincer them in and take care of it. It should be an easy cleanup. Huh. Uh, this does two things for you. It helps solidify yourself with the other groups that aren't part of the mole, and it does give you a uh, theatrical entrance into the war. Well, you say you don't know theatrics, but you sure know how to catch my fancy. What can I say? I'm a people pleaser. (laughs) You know, 
I'm really glad you called me. This is exactly the thing that my group of specialists is perfectly equipped to handle. We wanted to hang back anyway, so I don't think anyone will find it too surprising we're a little bit further back than everyone else, and I'll keep a close eye on those ingress points for you, and uh, I like to give my boys a nice easy cleanup. Make sure they're not too tired for all the other work I have for them. As long as that other work doesn't involve us or my crew, I don't care. No, no, you're an asset now. I don't throw away my assets without recompense. I just kind of give her a nod, a blank, blank face nod. <laughs> Thanks again. I'm sure that this will be a fruitful partnership. Just don't make me look like a fool. Oh, no. Everyone will think you're as sly as a fox. And then her feed ends. I get it, because she has a mask. There's a fox. <laughs> what can I say? I she loves she playing it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that she does. Listen, I have to have some outlet to be crazy characters, right? <laughs> it's my right. No, I'm, hey, I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> All right, after I take care of that, I'll, I'll meet back up with the others. Or maybe we were all there. I don't know. Just go. Well, I've either, either doomed us or saved us, so there's that. Well, if if the ambush still uh, goes underway as planned, at least we know who the mole is. By then, it might be too late to matter, but, you know, hey. I guess. Hey guys, uh, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I I'm still going to say that I like the idea of us leaving here a lot better than sticking around. Even though I do want to know what's going on, uh, it it's still an option. And if things get hairy out there, it's one we should probably take. Yeah, um, it's probably smart to have a getaway uh, planned. Uh, at Have any they allowed moment. us to refill the ship yet? Um, good question. Uh, I don't think I, we've asked. Uh, I can I can check with them. Could just say that. Uh, uh, you know, we're we're hoping to prep before the swarm gets here. Uh, that involves talking to Ken. I think. Maybe we you should. Really have don't Curry. trust Ken, do, do you? I, I don't. What What is your beef with Ken? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not. It's, it's, it's surprising have, to me. That's all. If I had a good answer for you, I would give it to you. Sometimes you just have to trust your feelings on things like this. So like a hunch. It's just what I've got, more or less. All right. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, and that's fine. But uh, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Eh, if ever, if he ends up being a betrayer, then we can tell him his band sucks on the way out. I'm sure that would devastate him. It'd be, <laughs> it would be a burn. It'd be a deep burn, all right. You know me; I know all about burning stuff. Man, you know Michael City Limits would be super sad to get caught up in that <laughs> insult, not having oh, anything right. to do with this. 
The city <laughs> yeah, limits how is cool. You forget about Michael never, City limits. Never mind. I take that back. I would never insult the band. Um, I can say. I mean, well, we don't always have to talk with Ken. Uh, maybe there's some other grunt I can talk to with White Rabbit. See about refueling. I mean, ship. why don't we talk to the people who are working at the port? I'm pretty sure they would have been told whether or not we're allowed to fuel sure. up. Sure. Yeah, and if that doesn't work, let's not make a big stink about it, and let's just have Curry and RC do it while the fight's going on. Yeah, just ask if we have been given permission to refuel football, you know, whatever. Uh, Listen, Uh, um, since you brought up Curry, I feel like I should just let you guys know. Um, uh, RC apparently did some digging, found out Curry... uh, Faked his background, actually from the FFC. I don't think what? he's anything I we never have. Knew that. Evelyn, I, I RC mentioned you. I figured you knew too. Oh, I knew. Um, but uh, I don't. I I think it's a distraction. I don't think Curry's someone we have to worry about. So he falsified his records. Um, but Ren vouches. For him, I think that's all I need to hear. But you have a right to know. I think and at this point, since we're talking uh, about a mole, I we're it has probably, every option has. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say at this point, uh, it's probably fine because Ren probably was able to figure that out. Yeah, if there's if there's a mole in his crew, it's more it's more likely to be RC than um, Curry. So like I I, I trust him. I was and just about to say that should we be looking at RC as an option here? And I, I feel like if if the mole is on our crew, Astro, you should be able to look through our systems to see any outgoing communications of any type. True. I I suppose I should check that. Um. He did he did um spill on us when he was captured by White Rabbit. Yeah, but then what white white rabbit However, um, with with that being said, I don't think RC knows anything about troop placements. Yeah, I mean it's possible, possibly us. It's possible he's using our ship systems to monitor troop placements. He would be able to do that. Well, I mean, you can check real quick to see any outgoing messages on a two-hour interval uh yeah i'll do that he probably was him he'd probably try to hide his tracks so it might i might have to do a little digging in the computer systems but we should be checking every option all right i uh, might as well get started on that yeah, while you're, right, um, yeah. while you're doing that, I kind of want to pursue my own thing, but we can address it as opportunity provides, I guess. Sure. Let's, uh... Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's have Comet, uh, just do his thing to take a look, and then we'll check with you, Chimera, and then I want to stop over to Orion as well. So, um, okay. firstly, Comet, uh, yeah, go ahead and, uh... Take a look and see if you can find anything on RC. All right. 
Cool. So, um, yeah, I'll start combing through the logs, um, uh, communication logs, uh, and seeing if there looks like there there's anything out of place or like holes where there should have been, um, you know, a record of something, you know, like evidence of uh, uh, things being deleted, um, checking command history. Um, uh, see what uh, what uh, programs have been executed and so forth. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, this isn't actually going to be a role for you, uh, okay. uh, Astro. This is something that you're just going to get for free because you're good enough to do this, and this is your ship. Yeah, like you yeah. know the ins and outs. Probably I even better like than I, RC does. I probably even designed like a lot of the software it's using or something. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you go ahead and look into it. Um, and you're checking just largely for outbound uh, transmissions. Um, you do find some, but they're like read requests, basically. And it looks like they roughly line up to um, RC uh, doing the background check he was doing on uh, Curry. So you now are basically able to find the record of RC doing the background check on Curry. It it looks like it took him a while um, because some of this info was pretty well hidden. Um, but I would say you're, you might even be a little bit impressed just, just slightly. You yeah. can't give this little <laughs> asshole too much, but you're like, wow, he was able to like figure out something that we didn't even think of. Yeah. Um, but but as far as you're aware, there is no outgoing communications to anyone else on this planet. And I was checking like for like every everybody on the ship, not just RC. Yes, that is that is your entire ship. Your entire ship is clean in that way. Um, what I would say is the other thing you note is, yes, he has been doing what you told him to do. Um, you can tell that his most recent commands that he's been running and and programs he's been using is largely gate monitoring info. Um, so he has been doing that for you. OK. Also, uh, he is currently winning your most recent chess match. Of course he is. <laughs> I'll tell the others, I'll say, well, RC's clean as far as I can tell. Uh, let's imagine that took you a little bit, so we'll come back okay, to that. Okay, sure. Um, Chimera, you said you had something you wanted to check. Yeah, so on the subject of uh, Michael's study limits, uh, I think Ellen wants to sort of reach out to him. Just, like, maybe she has a reason to go back to visiting White Rabbit, but she kind of wants to... Sure. He mentioned a while back that he had a way of, like, neutralizing that... Um, Oh that yeah, fluid. yeah. How they how they did the research on the ferrofluid. fluid. Yeah, she just wants to see like if if that's anything we can sort of like take into okay. the field because you know it'd be really nice if our mech, if our any mechs didn't explode on us. Totally. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give you this because okay. there's no additional role needed for it. Uh, you are able to meet up with city limits. Um, he is a, a like a very good engineer. Like he has he is. He is as good as Talon Flair says he is. Um, he is able to explain to you the process he used to neutralize it. And it is a slow process he used that was extra careful to make sure nothing triggered. 
Um, it is in some ways the opposite of boiling the frog that doesn't notice, right? He had to basically super cool the stuff slowly over time um, so that it didn't realize it was being shut down. Um, it took him basically the entire night in order to do that to this single mech that was, by the way, already incapacitated, right? Like, so there is something that can be done there, but in the time you have left, there's there's no there's no way that he would be able to get something jury-rigged in time that you would be able to use it in a fast-paced combat scenario. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, it, he he definitely seems intrigued by the idea, though. And he basically is just straight up unhonest with you and tells you, like, you know, if this is a thing that people are going to start seeing more often, finding a way to deal with it could be useful. So he is going to start dedicating some of his time into looking into that. And he is willing to, like, get you whatever info he comes up with on that. Um, but that might be a, like a long term project sure. kind of deal. Well, I mean, much appreciated. Oh, you know what? There, there was one other thing. Um, Evelyn just kind of scratches her head for a minute. If we can't suppress it, how hard would it be to set it off? Uh, you know, it's 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 volatile, yes, but there is a logic in it All that right. is that is hard to bypass. Um, the one that we had was in a state where it already could have been set off. The mech that it was attached to was in a down position. It was ready to go. And to prevent capture, it could have destroyed itself and immolated itself. Um, but it's very careful to not do that if there is, unless that is the case. Um, I had to be very careful to not do that because it was already kind of in its trigger zone i wouldn't know how to trick it into thinking it's in the trigger zone if it isn't okay yeah i mean maybe something to think about also like if we can't if it's too hard to you know suppress the explosion maybe it'd be just it'd be easier to just you know set it off like if we can like send a signal or something but yeah he'll he'll tell yeah. you that he does think that's a good idea but he thinks that might even be harder because he doesn't understand how this ferrofluid reasons for lack of a better word there's there's a programmatic element to it that is beyond him right he's like there is a physical way to deal with it and that is freezing and that is the way he understands better if we're getting into how to trick it he has no idea how to go down that road right now but that is something he will ponder all right well i mean appreciate at least talking it out if nothing else uh yeah it was uh great talking to you i know there's a lot of stuff coming up they don't tell me everything um but i am getting shuttled off of planet back up to the fleet so i wish you luck all right well safe travels yeah he, uh, he kind of like uh just like bids you goodbye and oh before you go he's like oh wait, wait actually um he gets you a canister oh and he goes, I meant to give this to you guys, but I got distracted. That's my fault. Um, since you were the ones who got us this, I got you a sample of the ferrofluid to take with you. Interesting. 
So he pulls up this giant canister that is the size of like it, it's the size of the ghost trap from Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> um, and he describes in there that in there is exactly one gram of the ferrofluid under super cold conditions. We don't need to be worried about this exploding, will we? Oh, even if it explodes, it'll probably barely take out a room. <laughs> All right, so don't put it in the same room as the Vesalian liquid. Got it. <laughs> I was just imagining one of those big, uh, big containers of like protein powder. But um, uh, mm, mm, yeah. Still, big container for one gram of explosive. That's wood. that's the point I was making. Yes, it is a it is a container that for containing one gram of a substance seems large to you. Well, I mean, it's keeping that's it's just how much like liquid nitrogen needs to be in there. Maybe not liquid right. nitrogen, but. Yeah, but, there is some sort of cooling system going on there. Is this battery power? Like, is the cooling system going to, like, die out at some point? Or Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fully charged, though. How long is the charge? It should get you, like, 36 hours. So what you're telling me is I need to plug this in. Yeah. I thought that was evident. I don't know, man. It's the, it's the future. No, it isn't. It's provably <laughs> the present. <laughs> I broke character there. Sorry. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, well, I'll just hope we, I hope we have an adapter for this because otherwise we're host. Um, pr appreciate the sample, though. I'm pretty sure we do. I, 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 just think, I, just, I just think it'd be funny if it was like, um, oh, we don't have the... Um, it has like an Apple-style uh, UBC-D connection. Yeah, that you, don't and you, don't, you don't have the converter. You don't. You, worse, you don't have the block that it needs to plug into to go into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as long as you keep it attached to something powered, you have uh, it, it will remain cold indefinitely. Once you detach it from anything powered, you can move it separately for 36 hours if it's at full charge. OK, cool. Uh, hopefully right. we won't end up in a situation where they cut our power for more than three days here. That three days. Oh, 36 you know hours. how long thirty six hours? Day, day and a half. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, man. Maybe he should have been more specific with you on the rules. <laughs> Don't feed it after midnight. Uh, Evelyn wasn't uh, good math at school. Uh, well, here is my trapped present to you. I hope you all enjoy. And uh... look, put it in RC's bedroom. See how well that goes. I I was thinking that. I was thinking that. <laughs> this is right. a prank, bro. Well, now I'll put, uh, I'll put so, it somewhere where it'll be safe in case it explodes. Evelyn, you were able to reach out about things to counteract the ferrofluid. Unfortunately, it seems like the person who knows it best right now also seems entirely flummoxed by it. This is something that he reckons is beyond the technology level of anyone outside of, like, super secret science facilities, mm -hmm. right? Um, but he is able to get you a sample for your trouble. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is so great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And then let's move to Orion. Orion, we haven't really heard from you much. What have yeah. you been doing in the lead up and preparation? So everyone's been kind of off doing their own thing and uh, kind kind of two things. One of them pretty general. It's Orion's typical thing of making sure everything's ready, you know, uh, 
no no accidental things forgotten everything's prepared type of thing that he he always does prior to any any mission he's just super focused on that yep team scout leader got it yep um and the second thing is like orion's kind of realized over the course of being here since this is the first time he's really applied his his medical knowledge in any way recently that he just hasn't he just feels rusty and out of focus just despite being the team's doctor so he would like to get focused and spend any free time he has focusing on i guess just relearning things he had forgotten learning like reading things and trying to get his medical knowledge more in line okay um because this isn't a full downtime yeah. And it's kind of a rush downtime. I'm willing to give your uh, what you get from a get focused as a, a waning get focused. It will only apply while you're in the current mission. That's fine. OK, so what what were you thinking this uh, new trigger would be? Um, hmm. <laughs> Let's see here. Or do you think it's just improving your trigger I, I, temporarily? I think it's improving upon Patch. Because Patch is is the basis of his medical knowledge. Mm -hmm. And he is the doctor of the ship. And he's been using it a lot more here than he has previous... Than he has, like, in any of the previous missions, really. Um, so he's just trying to make sure that he's all up to date on, any, on everything... Um, so that if it does come down to it, he can utilize it as effectively as he can. Okay. What's your patch currently at? Plus two. Okay. Yeah, I will allow you a temporary up to plus four then okay. for the remainder of the mission. Okay. Um, we can say that, you know, you're prepping by keeping your skills sharp. Like, you go back to the infirmary on the ship. Uh, yeah. You check to make sure all your tools are there. You take the time doing inventory, making sure that uh, the Prometheus is like filled up with all of its like on site gear you need. Um, you know, you do the thing where you unpack and repack something just to make sure that like some of it, like that everything on there is accounted for and stuff like that. Um, I, I make uh, yeah. sure my personalization is back in working order because I removed exactly. some of the stuff. Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah so you restock you refocus you're you are prepped to be ready if a medical situation arises and i think part of that you know like you even said like there there have been some patch things that have come up on this very mission right and you're mm -hmm. like you need to make sure you're ready for it and that's yeah. what you do okay yeah. cool i like that mm -hmm. all right um so uh, the group comes back together with that new information. Uh, and uh, comment. Yeah, you go ahead and tell them, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, the call is not coming from inside the house, best I can tell. So uh, RC may be an asshole, but he's no spy. That's a plus. I would like to hand like 10 credits over to Dine. <laughs> I take the 10 credits grinning. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we're no closer to figuring out who is the spy, but it's not coming from well, our ship. Technically we are. Yeah. Well, I we're guess, closer yeah, by yeah. process yeah. of elimination. You're right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so that, that's I good. I mean... 
just, there on the bright many side, other people in that meeting other than Ken and and each individual party. And I, I, I just, I don't know why, but I trust the other two space pirate groups. Well, we'll know pretty quick whether or not it's Bet Noir, and if it's not, I bet Tepsi is probably looking into that uh, coded message. I get the feeling that's something that she's very interested in, so she can use it to her advantage in the future. The one that takes two months to decode? No, the coded message that's coming every two hours. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> one. Yeah. I get the feeling that the coded message is probably not as difficult as the extremely complex encryption algorithm on that other message. Now, normally I would give you guys uh, reserves for the things you've done, um, but I am applying it uh, based on what makes sense rather than giving you nebulous reserves. I am modifying what will happen at the upcoming battle based on these results. Makes okay. sense. Yeah, because we made some pretty influential decisions, I think. Um, yep. Especially telling Bette Noir and, and no one else. So uh, that's going to make things shake out differently, regardless of how we expect it to <laughs> or hope it, it might. Um, uh, crucially, are you still letting the diversion plan go even though you know it's not going to work now because they've planned for it like what is that part of your ploy to like let that fail on purpose so the spy doesn't figure out you figured them out or yeah so what what information did we withhold from the others we we told them we suspect a mall did we did we just leave it at that just their plans to assault us is what I left out. I told them that we're pretty sure there's a mole. Did um, you tell so them we all huh? that? Did you tell them about, uh, you know, uh, the troop movements we were uh, observing? That it seems like they may not be falling for our diversion. Um. I th I think that I I wouldn't I don't know that I would have said that specifically unless they asked on the call. I just would have I, left it as we we pretty we're we're pretty sure there's a mole. I think I think it's implied. Yeah. I think that, that, they would assume that that plan's a bust once finding out that information, unless yeah. you give them more information from that point. Sure. Um. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that well, was my thought. Yeah. I don't know if the decision's above us, but I would I would recommend that we. Keep that in place, um, if possible. Not let them know that we know. Um, and uh, hope that Bet Noir is is good for their word, because we're we're gonna have to rely on them to deal with that ambush. Sure, it'll be fine. It'll all work out. Well, I mean, we'll know. It's coming for us, I mean. Yeah. We'll know, but uh, it probably won't make things that much easier on us. We just won't be as surprised as as we would be when they, as they mop our floors, mop the 
floors with our bodies. <laughs> Get um, over here and mop our floors. Mop our floors. That's a surprise. You're on I cleaning mean, duty. No. <laughs> one of us can follow a similar role that Bet Noir is on our side. Um, Hang back, take care of it when it comes, if it comes, or we can just trust Bet Noir does it. Uh. Yeah, I, I, if if they don't do it, worst case scenario, if they don't do it and we leave one person behind, they're not going to be that equipped to deal with an ambush all on their own. We just have to go all in. I say we stick together, follow the plan, trust in the plan. All right. Plans never go wrong, right? Never. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, so... Do you think there is anything else you would want to do beforehand uh, in terms of side things or scenes you want between characters before we move forward to the assault? Uh, the only thing I want to do now is message Honora. Um, let her know I got her last message, but it's garbled. Okay. Um, and tell her that... Uh, that there's about well maybe i won't tell her everything right now um but tell her we continue to investigate smack and we think they are up to something very gotcha. shady all right yeah you can send that message uh it will take some time to arrive all right cool all right so the day of the battle comes. Yes. Okay. So the plans are made. The tactics are drawn up. They try to take into account that, yes, there's going to be a spy. Someone is leaking their, um, you know, positions, but that won't entirely change what the plan is. You just know there's some additional things that need to be taken care of. And maybe some of the preparations you did will help alleviate some of those issues or maybe they won't but we'll find out soon enough you are tasked with being one of the advanced groups that is going to attack a certain segment of the wall uh that is just past the uh large crevasses uh separating the areas um you're briefed that the wall section that you are trying to take uh is known to be uh, manned by some auto turrets and as soon as it comes under attack they will probably divert some resources there to defend it if you can take this area it will open up an entire new avenue for which the other groups can funnel units into smack territory so it'll be a big win if you can take it your mission is to go in Take out the turrets there and hold the area long enough that the reinforcements can come in behind you and completely hold the way open. Any questions? Uh, sounds doable, maybe. No questions here. I love that. <laughs> I just want the to way you said that, maybe the think... team. Sorry, go ahead. Said so the way you said that made me think Mission Impossible. Your mission, <laughs> if you accept it. Should you uh -huh. choose to accept it. 
Will this message self-destruct in five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the ferrofluid will if you don't monitor it. <laughs> yeah, before we leave, I'm going to tell, if I haven't already, I'm going to tell like Curry and... Yeah, I guess I should. Hey, tell here's a lunchbox. It's a bomb. Yeah, like, hey, they gave, <laughs> us, a they gave us a sample of the Ferris liquid stuff. Um, it'll explode if it's not powered after 36 hours. So we got to keep this thing refrigerated. I think one of my favorite things to do as a GM is to give the players something that's valuable or useful or important, but is also very dangerous. You've already done it it's once. the best. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. So. And then. I Hand I'm it off to an NPC that might possibly be a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my options are, I mean, well, I, I mean, actually, I probably would trust Jessica. No, no, I, everyone think, else. I, I think this makes sense, Chuck. I'm not, I'm not double, I'm not doubting you. Uh, I mean, I, it's, I just wor love, it's working I just love the circumstances. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust Curry to find a place to store this where, one, it'll be powered, and two... If it explodes, Cur it won't blow us up. And don't put it in Curry's our room. Also, yeah, well, Curry's also a tech like you. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, I think of the people on the ship, um, for, for uh, Evelyn especially, Curry is probably the one whose judgment uh, she would trust the most in how to... How to he, he's also in charge of inventory in large part, like where things are on the ship. So, yeah, he's probably a good choice in terms of like, where do we put this dangerous thing? All right. Well, I'll see you later. Hope we don't die. <laughs> yeah. And Evelyn, I want to, I want to thank you again for trusting me. It, it means a lot. Yeah. Don't mention it. Well, I'm, I'm mentioning it right now because it's important. No, I but... appreciate it. But never mention it again. You know, you know what kind of trouble our seal costs. <laughs> he, he, he laughs heartily. He's like, it's actually, it actually feels good to be shields down a yeah. little bit. So, look, hey, yeah, you better come back, right? <sighs> yeah, I mean, if you're left alone with RC long enough, who knows who else is who else? Oh my God, who knows who else will die? He he raises his hands, mocking, is like, I can't be held accountable for the whims of fate and RC's being an asshole. <laughs> Valid. Good luck out there. Thanks. Uh, it does seem to you, Evelyn, that Curry seems a, even a little bit more relaxed than normal. Like, even when he was in a good mood before, there was always a sense of, like, contemplation in him that you could see. It definitely seems like he's maybe opened up to you a bit more. That's good. I mean, honestly, in the back of my mind, I was wondering like how this would change our dynamic. Not like not like Evelyn with um, Curry, but just in general, like you know, if Curry was going to be more on edge because now other people know his um, his secret. But it, it sounds like it, it's it's helped him relax a bit more, which is a good thing. I mean, you you like very strongly came to his defense, and I think he he took that to heart. So ah, gotcha. I mean, it's not hard i mean if, if picking between two people obviously i'm gonna back up curry over rc but yeah no i mean Fair that works out she did she definitely right. sticks to her guns and like she doesn't care about his stuff so all right anything else you guys need to take care of last minute or the mission is a go 
Uh, I just want to reiterate to the team one more time, like as we're like getting ready and like moving out in mechs, like I just just again, if if we come across this Mark Irons guys and his team and everything, it is an option for us to just leave if we're over our head. Yep. I just want us to remember that. That's I I agree. I agree. No no reason to to needlessly throw away our lives. Uh, we we got a lot of intel here. Um, I I think it would be beneficial to truly figure out what the hell is going on here. Um, but we don't need to run headfirst into a suicide mission. So yeah, Steve Steve's absolutely right. All right. Well, well good luck, everyone. Uh, before luck. you guys leave, Jessica comes out to meet you, as does Curry. Curry was already there talking to, to Evelyn. But Jessica, just make sure to say goodbye to you, Steve, and wishes everyone good luck. Um, Curry, Astro, you told the rest of the crew, right? Um, told Sorry, told them what? About, About Curry. Curry. Yeah, um, you turned, told the other ones, the other yeah. people, right? They, they yeah. know now. Does Curry know you told them? Uh, I, Did you I just would, put it on the table for him that like, hey, we all know like we're going to have to talk about this later? Or is that something you haven't approached yet? Yeah, I would have uh, after I told everyone at the meeting, I would catch up with Curry yeah. and say, hey, listen, I had to tell the rest of the crew they had a right to know, especially considering what we're going into. But as long as yeah. you're on my crew, you're still like trusted. Uh, we'll talk we about don't this have later. To get, yeah. yeah, we don't have to get into it right now because i think that's a great place to leave it and if yeah. you uh as a group or even just you asher want to have a more in-depth conversation with him about it afterwards that's a great way to kind of like leave things for now um, Perfect. but yeah that can be something we return to after this Perfect. um but curry's yeah. there too you know he takes the package evelyn's given him uh he just wants to make sure you guys are all have the things you need and uh, yeah, they're getting ready to to watch the DBC while you are gone. Uh, in response to what you guys checked on earlier, they were able to fuel up the DBC. It seems like the restriction on you guys having fuel was lifted. Um, Excellent. So in case you need a quick escape, um, uh, Curry has already gone through and gotten the DBC refilled. Um, and yeah, you should be good to go. Well, excellent. You know, keep the engine running. Well, not literally, uh, but <laughs> have it ready for a quick getaway if we need it. Yeah, you got it, boss. Don't worry. We'll be uh, we'll be taking care of ourselves here. You guys watch yourselves out there. Sounds good. All right, then away we go. <clears throat> and speaking of which. Away Orbital. we here. Oh, whoa. We're in a battle so, battle. You all have not <laughs> had a control mission yet, so I'm going to explain the Ooh. rules. OK, a control mission requires the PCs to main control of four control zones for six rounds. The zones might contain important uh, locations like transmission towers, gun batteries, terminals, or hangars, or they might just be important strategically. What these control zones represent here 
is taking control of this section of the wall. You'll notice there are two control zones on this side of the wall and two control zones on the opposite side of the wall. The goal is at the end of the sixth round, you will win if you have the highest score. The enemies will win if they have the highest score. If both of you have an equal score at the end of the sixth round, both of you are forced to retreat from this area. So it'll be kind of a null sector. So you're trying to take this section. If the enemies win, this will be a place they have stemmed the tide of the invading forces, and your side will not get through here. If you take it, this will be one of the ingress points for the invasion of Smack. Does this all make sense? Yeah. Uh, how, how, do uh, how does points happen? At the end of every round, any control zone you control grants you one point. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like a like the first person shooter, like Modern Warfare. Maps. It's a little similar, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, is there a max of four points? I guess a team can have. No. If you hold all four points at the end of any round you get an additional point. Oh. oh. So if you control all four zones at the same time, you get five points at the end of the round. What does controlling a point mean other than standing in it? If someone else is also standing in it, do we both get a point or neither? It is a contested zone and no one gets a point. <clears throat> Even if you outnumber, say two of us, Even one if of you them? outnumber, okay. you have to completely control a zone to get any points for it. All right. Is there going to be a point counter somewhere, I guess, we can refer to? I will keep track of it. Uh, okay. I did not have the time to rig up like a fancy point counter, but you know what? I'm going to commit to it right now. On the video version of this episode, I will keep a point counter at the top of the screen so that everyone at home can follow along how many nice. control points each side has as the battle goes on. And we, we can ask you what the points are at any time. Since, yes, since I will be keeping it. track of the points throughout the fight. Okay. Awesome. Of course, you can also keep track of it yourself. It's only arithmetic. I mean, we've established <laughs> but that but math is hard. You, yeah. you <laughs> overestimate my abilities with arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, the way this will start is you will notice that there is an enemy deployment zone and a player deployment zone. Currently, I have you four in the player deployment zone. Do not choose where you're starting yet, because additionally, what we are going to do is uh, I and uh, one of you, a representative of the players, are each going to roll a D6. Whoever rolls the lower result has to deploy first. Got it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to roll a D6. The GM rolls a one. Ooh, nice. I'll roll d6. Six! <laughs> it seems like the enemies are deploying first. So, you will all now see where the okay. first wave of enemies has chosen to deploy. Uh, we yeah. have two, sh uh, four uh, fighter ships and two smack berserkers. 
Got it. In addition, because Smack has been allowed the time to fortify, you are contesting two additional hazards on this map. Those turrets at the center of the map are permanently in the control of um, Smack. As, as for as long as they now they are immobile, which means they cannot score points. Right? They are purely defensive turrets, but they will be harassing you the whole time. So that is the additional bonus they have for defending their own territory. Is you also have to deal with those turrets along the center of the map. How high is the wall? The wall is exactly um, like one space high. Okay. It is one unit in quotation marks high also are the turrets so attached totally. to the wall the turrets are attached to those segments of the wall yes so like tricks like i don't know like um my uh grapple hooks would not be able to pull them off they are they are unmovable they are they are bolted into the ground well, i don't like yeah, that they at are all. they are full they are full defensive turret emplacements but are they hackable oh yeah um, <laughs> I'm not going to give away too much, but they are unmanned turrets, is what I will say. Okay. All right, and then just to reiterate, at the end of each round, each side gets one point for each control zone they control. If one side controls all four control zones, they get an additional point. Uh, we have, uh, I have deployed the enemies. Now the four of you can just decide anywhere in the player deployment zone where each of you wants to start the mission from. Re as a reminder, the players always start the mission with the first activation. Right, right. Um. So maybe two, two go for control zone four and two go for control zone three. I'm heading for four. I'm going to stick with Chimera in case I want to um, become one with him. Okay. I will uh, go with me. Orion then. Can split up that way. I mean, we can't just hold three and four, you know. Right. Yeah, well, my, my plan was to take on the two turrets on the left next to Control Zone 3. Um. So I won't be holding Sounds down good. a point, but I can attack two at once, which may, which I figure since they're next to each other, that might be an idea. Oh, uh, I, should, I should move. So hold on, you're going to like jump up next to them on their little platform. Yeah. So if I um if I run and boost, I can um I can get up there, and then I can um so. Basically, it would be move, spend an action surge. Uh, wait, sorry, D and D. Um, overcharge, overcharge, overcharge yeah. <laughs> run the rest of the distance, and then I have a full action to do my drill, which can be used to attack two at once. All right, so I won't attach myself to you. Uh, you should do it anyway. Right no, yeah, you should probably take the control zone. Sounds good. All great fights start with with Comet saying, I won't attach to you yet. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's wait and see if an, a, a moment or an opportunity comes up for me to attach. What, what, was the, what, what was the main benefit of having the goblin mech, Bob? <laughs> oh, it has this special ability where it can attach to other mechs, so it's a little bit less out of the line Does of fire it? because it's so vulnerable. Because I've not seen that happen yet. <laughs> Look, Unfortunately, I, I'm all for him attaching to me, but he might but you would, melt off. You would yeah. burn him off like a blister. <laughs> Kestrel's too 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 much of a small boy. He's too small, and it is it is in, in a lot of ways it is incredibly unfortunate that Rock isn't here. I know would Rock would have been perfect. He would be the perfect candidate for you to attach to. Oh my gosh, hey, he'd uh, be so good. <laughs> Hey, Astro, do you want to know what kind of mech that Torse pilots? Uh, it's a goblin. Uh, uh, and that's course. what she does. Yeah. <laughs> so. She it would have been so good with Spotter, too, because, like, I can uh -huh. use all the spotters because I'm always adjacent to Rock because I'm attached to Rock. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, here we are. You're always pining after your previous teammates. You're like, man, <laughs> why do they have been. to be good people and go out there and do important things for the I universe? I just should have made a goblin the first time around. <laughs> I, I did it in the wrong well, order. <laughs> well, uh, remember, you can switch to and from the goblin at any point. Yeah, like I still have my license missions. for... Um, you, you know, if the, the goblin battle. becomes useful again later, you can always come back to it, or vice versa, so... The goblin um, was license was very good for its, like, additional invasion. Extra stuff, I assume. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, Alright, so anyway. Alright, so... Are you ready to start the mission? Yes. Yep. All right. Well, then let me pull up my comp con of the battle. Who wants to go first? Um, I, I probably go. will want to go last. Just FYI. <clears throat> I can, so I can go, I guess. Actually, go I'd like to go before you, Chimera, because okay. I yeah, want to sure. help you out with these turrets. That'd be nice. Um, Thank you. So let me just think about this. Do, 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 do. All right, so um, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to uh, tell Lynch, um, Lynch, I need you to make a simulacrum on those two turrets over there, um, pointing to the ones in front of us. Smack turret A and smack turret B. Um, and so that's and going what, to... what size is that? Uh, blast three area. Uh, okay, and wh who are you centering it on? Uh, what space are you centering it on? I'll I'll center it on a smack turret uh, A. That's the one on the left, right? That's the one on the left. That look right. Perfect. Yeah. What does that, that, do? What does that like, do again? I forget. You know what? Let Let's actually move it up a little bit. Um, let's move uh, it. Up. Can I move it up to the uh, hex that's um, in B, like above and in between A and B. You mean what I just did? Yes, exactly. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Now, now we have some of that control zone in there as well, like a good portion of it. Um, cool. All right. Cool. And what that does, Chuck, is uh, I'll tell you. Uh, 
I have full visibility within the affected area. Doesn't count as line of sight, though. I know all statistics, weapons, and systems of characters within the affected area. Um, hostile characters within the affected area don't benefit from cover, can't hide or become invisible. Um, and hostile characters <clears throat> that end their turn in the affected area receive locked on and cease to be invisible or hidden. Um, okay, so, and you get that for the whole scene. For the whole scene, until I nice. like dismiss it or put a, a new simulacrum somewhere else. Um, and that is specifically the special bonus that Lynch gives you. Yes. Nice. Uh, um, Lynch comes online and says, hmm, I love the scenery. Paint me a picture. And gives Lynch. you a full readout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> gives you a full readout on everything in the area. Uh, is there anything you want to ask now about those turrets since you can see their statistics? Yeah, absolutely. I want to know um, uh, what their, um, uh, let me see, what their, uh, what, what, what is that I want to know? I, I forget what. Okay, let me know what their evasion is. Uh, their evasion is seven. Seven E-defense. E defense twelve, and uh, structure is one. I'm assuming one. And what's their HP? Fifteen. Yeah, I'd say that seems okay. like the first thing I would ask. So uh, uh, I'm going to give you something right out because I kind of teased this earlier. They are a remote used non piloted thing, which gives it a couple of benefits that you would notice immediately. One, it's immune to any actions that pilot a, that target a pilot directly. Okay, so like that. anything that oh. says like fucks up the pilot, there's no pilot, so that doesn't work. Right. On right, the sure. other hand, all hostile tech actions against them gain plus one accuracy. Okay, that is good to know. Interesting. Yeah. So all tech actions are more accurate against these turrets. You also note they are loaded with a long-range cannon and a close-range repeater cannon with heavy explosives. Okay. The long-range cannon is long, arcing, and creates a large explosion. The short-range cannon can cause an explosion that pushes people backwards. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know. That's good right. to know from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Then uh, Astro is going to uh, move up. As soon as I figure uh, they out also it. have siege armor, which means all damage to them Whoops. that's beyond three from them is resisted. So they, they take half damage from things that are far away. These are defensive emplacements. Got it. Um, Hold on, let me let me uh, rethink this. Uh, so I just want to position myself back the full way. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is move uh, Comet into Control Zone Three. He's going to scuttle along in his goblin uh, into the edge of Control Zone Three, uh, and then you'll see um, you'll see some uh, kind of like almost like these holographic projectors. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, what's the word when something uh, like telescopes out? Um, you know what I mean? Telescope? Um, like, what's that? 
I think the the verb is telescope. <sighs> yeah, I guess a sort of. That's not exactly, but but anyway, from within his mech, these these projectors come out and sort of um, project out a uh, what looks like um, a, a cone a, of light, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of kind about? of creating um, a holographic wall. Um, um, in front of him, and I'm going to be uh, using my other quick action to do ideal image. Um, you create a data construct and a free adjacent space, size two object that can look like almost anything and appears real to all systems. Um, construct pr provides hard cover, blocks line of sight, and has immunity to all damage. Characters treated as an obstruction, so cannot voluntarily move into it. However, if a character attempts to stand on it or is involuntarily moved into its area, it dissipates and is immediately destroyed. It lasts for the rest of the scene or until destroyed. Um, uh, you can use a system skill check as a full action to uh, destroy it as well. Um, so that will go... Um, let me ping where, where that will go. That will go right here uh, in this hex in front of me in between oh, the no. turrets. And uh hold on. Sure thing. Uh, uh I accidentally moved the world around you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh okay. Uh bu -bu 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 -bu. okay, cool. Let me go grab a little token for you. Um what is it going to look like approximately? Like rubble or something? It's gonna look like a uh like a fortified wall like like a sort of temporary piece of hard cover you'd set up like in a in a city street or something like that mm, it's okay. gonna have like Let's barbed wire my... at the top so <laughs> unfortunately i don't have that at the ready but i do have some sci-fi assets here so let's go ahead and just drop some some sci-fi looking assets on the map to cover you up here how sure. about, uh, oh, that's too big. Uh, that's way too big. Why are these so large? Um, are they 300? Yeah, they're more 300. There we go. There's one thing. That'll do it. And there. I love it. Um. What does size two it's a, it's, object mean? Well, it actually it occupies a three, like a. So it's like this. Um, right. I I actually kind of thought it, like um it only occupies one space, but it has a size like it like you know how max are different sizes right. half size. This right. is size so two. It would, right, but you wouldn't be able to be inside of it then. I'm not inside of it. It's just adjacent to me. Right. So adjacent to you, you create a size two object. Uh, these are multiple objects, but I'm just calling it a pile of fortified rubble. Oh, okay. So size two usually uh, takes up like two uh, or three hexes on the map. Uh, well, I'm going to go on the page that describes mech sizes real quick and look at how big a size two mech is. Because I believe it's it's that it's like a triangle shape. Okay. Um, yeah, a size two. That's even bigger than I I'm thought. Going, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna post it to you in our chat. the The viewers can go look this up. 
um, but the templates for size one, size two, size three, and size four uh, are like a single hex. Size two is three hexes adjacent. Size three is equivalent to a first one, right? It's a hex in all of the surrounding hexes. Yeah. And then a size four is one more step out beyond that. Remember that we're increasing in size of hexes, so it yeah. radiates out. You know what Got I mean? It. Got it. So does that make sense? So a size yeah. two is a grouping of three hexes. That makes sense. <clears throat> so yeah, the, but are you is, okay with that placement then? That's perfect. That's exactly what okay. I want. And it, it's kind of interesting because, like, like I said, these these projectors unfold out of the mech and kind of project this hollow image. If you were just standing outside as a person, it would look to you like transparent and kind of fake. It's a data construct. Just that when you're in the mech, all your sensors think it's real. Um, they're perfect. They're perfect sensor data. Yeah, basically. exactly. <clears throat> and so it gives me hard cover. Excellent. All right. And uh, that's two quick actions for me. And uh, I'm done. All right. So. That is Comet done. Now we will go over to the... Uh, I also made your zone magenta because that's like your character color in the player list. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that it we is. know it's yours. Perfect. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and activate one of the Smack Berserkers first. Uh, I'm going to activate Berserker S. Uh, and Berserker S is going to go ahead and move five into the control zone. Uh, and it is going to stage a reaction. You can tell it's preparing something. All right, back to your side. Uh, Chimera would like to go next. Go right ahead. Cool. Um, so I am going to. Chimera's going to uh, run forward five spaces. So that would be, uh, let's say, right there. And then um, it's going to overcharge an additional, I think it's only three or four spaces to. And using the jump boost jets to get on top of the um, uh, tower, I guess that platform. I, I assume there's a space to stand there. Looking at the over. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. You can stand there. Okay. So that's uh, one um, one heat from the over overcharge. One heat for you. Yep. And then um, going to pull out the drill, or maybe he pulls it out as it's running forward, and is going to strike... Um, both turrets, starting with the left one. Okay, so we'll do turret one first then. Yep, so first attack gets accuracy, and then the um, drill... Turret A. I'm sorry? Turret A. Yes. And then um, I also get accuracy because um, there's a mod on the um, drill. Um, where's the button? Here's the button. So... Oh, it automatically... Oh, that's nice. I never noticed it gives me the accuracy because I have them out on here. Nice. Um, so two accuracy. Uh, 
Yeah, that's it. Let's roll. 19. Ooh, yeah, 19 definitely hits. Oh, I overkilled. Um, wait, it does this all for me? That's really handy. Um, so it does... Nice, so you right 15. rolled a 19, so what does that give you? Uh, damage is 12 plus 3. Um, yeah, plus you can see uh, that on the 3, you rolled 1 twice. Yeah. So it rolled that, and then it rolled that again, uh, and got a 3. Yeah. And that's why you have uh, gained 2 <clears> more heat, yep. it looks like. Yep. Nice. So, uh, 15 damage total on the on um, A. And then here is my second attack. And 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 I have this because fifteen uh, HP. So yeah, yeah. It, it's close. But uh, well, yeah, it's the armor, right? It's halved or something. No, uh, no, because he's in range, so the bunker doesn't cut it in half. Yep, oh. and he's also it's armor only piercing. Beyond range three. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I have this because executioner are going to attack a second time. Um. So I'll roll again. This one's now. This one's only going to take half damage. Um. So keep that in mind. Um, and then button, only one accuracy this time. Uh, 14. A 14 will still hit. Oh, this. Uh, so it's 17 damage, but unfortunately that's half of that. So 8 or 9. I forget how we round. Uh, it's up. Okay, 9. Sir. All right, so 9 damage there. Yep. And... Um, Yep, and I get a Blade Master dice for that. And uh, no overkill there, so no more heat for you. Thank luckily. goodness. Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, so you watch as the uh, turret to your left um, just completely fucking goes goes up in uh, a a sparky explosion as you drill right through it. Yep. And that will be me. Uh, this is our first time uh, really doing a fight in Foundry here. So I just want to look at what different options I have for displaying that it's dead. Let's see. <laughs> Spoiled for choice. I mean, there was the time where I put black holes in the map, so you know. <laughs> that, that was fun. Good. You know what I think I'll do? I'm gonna redshift it for dead. How's that look? Like it. I'm into it. All right. Red means dead. Red dead redemption. Indeed. <laughs> Don't tell my dog. It will no redemption the horses. <laughs> All right, Chimera, you have completely destroyed the turret on the left. Uh, the turret on the right, turret B, uh, did take a sizable hit from your uh, sizable hit from your drill, but still seems functional. Um, this is fine. Anything else? I've, I've exhausted everything I could do because I can't even overcharge at this point. Yeah, you already did so. Yeah. Nice job, Chimera. All right. In response to that, I think uh, the turret is going to have to activate. Um, no, it doesn't. I think it does. I disagree. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. 
<laughs> uh, so it is going to. Uh, uh, it is going to activate its repeater cannon. Uh, it is a uh, large explosive cannon loads up on the front of the mech in front of you, Chimera. Um, it is probably a little annoyed that it has to use this on you because it had a more tactical thing it wanted to do. But it has no pilot. This is a this is a robot. It can Robots be have feelings. I, 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 okay, go ahead. I don't think it could be annoyed. Uh, so it is going to blast you with a cone as this superheated repeater cannon just starts unloading and these small size but very explosive powerful munitions start hitting into you. Uh, let's see if it hits home here. Oh, wow. Oh, it even knows who it's targeting. That's funny. Oh, that's I, very I like, interesting. I really like this DGUI pieces. Yeah, it says Chimera, so, 18 hit. Is this the first time we've been so, in a fight with um, yes. Foundry? That, that's why this is all new and amazing to me. So, uh, it unleashes this repeater cannon on you and hits you. Um, it does three damage. Uh, so, one with armor, right? That's correct. Cool. Uh, you are also knocked back three. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Oh, well. Um, so, do you control where that goes, Bob? Uh, you are going to go directly away from it three hexes. So, one, so two, just backwards through that cone. Like this? Yep, exactly. Now, I assume there's fall because of I'm coming off the wall. Uh, it is a one-space fall. Uh, I am not going to to roll that that is a that if that is a severe enough fall for you to take damage from okay cool i'm fine with that mm -hmm. uh but yes you are definitely knocked backwards off of the uh off of the turret wedge there all right i like that it's smart enough to know who i'm targeting that's cool yeah that's really that's really cool fancy uh, turret B will end its turn with lock-on since it's in the simulacrum. Sounds good. Let's, uh... uh that's invisible. Stun. Danger. Slowed. Where are you, lock-on? You're the thing that I'm going to need to use the most. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Get ready lock -on for applied. lots of lock-ons. Yep, yep. All right. Anything else, Chimera? Well, I guess that was its turn. Yeah, I've been done. You got knocked back. That is that is the thing that happened. Anything else? Yeah, Chimera. What are you going to do about it? Uh, I would be annoyed. So, uh, I think Smack Turret does, was that a was that a full action or a, no? That was just a single attack. Okay, so it can do something else. Um. I guess it might as well barrage. I mean, it's not going to move. I mean, that makes so, that makes the most sense, I think. Yeah, now it's going to barrage. Uh, let's see. So it has a... Uh, I mean, it, it knows you're there, Comet, and this is arcing. Sure. Hmm. 
but what, also chimeras out in the open and just hit it with a giant drill so this is the zone it draws with the <laughs> cannon it's firing dang that's a big aoe all right um so it is going to attack you with its bombard cannon um as a arcing large munition flies through the air landing on top of you <laughs> two it will be it. a two. miss how did i dodge as a, that as a as a large explosion as you're getting knocked back you you like regain your composure just enough that you are able to step out of the way of the incoming artillery shell oh that's cool even it actually says miss on the um mm -hmm. the tooltip that's great all right it is back to your side uh i'll go i think yeah, uh, cool, jay cool. wants to go last yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm interested in where they're setting up. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I can move a whopping three spaces. Trundle. There we go. Oh Trundle. <laughs> <laughs> you are just shy of the first control. Yeah, it's like so close. <laughs> I mean. But I can fix that because I'm gonna barrage. Uh, let's oh. see. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm gonna. Which one is the left one? Smack turret L. I'm gonna attack L. Uh, so we're gonna start with the uh, heavy patterned uh, laser rifle, and as part of firing this cannon, I can move one space in any direction. So firing the cannon launches me into the control zone. Very nice. Incredible. Oh, how do the physics on that work? <laughs> you should have asked that the last 20 times he's done yeah. this. Uh, let's see. There's no accuracy. Uh, yep, probably. I always thought of it as like extreme <clears throat> air vent cooling pushing him. Like it doesn't really matter the direction. Oh, uh, totally. that makes yeah. sense. Like the pressure that releases yeah. from the blast. He just vents it out the back or something. Yep. All right, uh, that's going to be towards the left turret. Yep. Um, you I rolled also a 19. Take, uh, three heat from that. Yep. Uh, the L turret uh, gets hit for, what's that, 11 plus 3? 14. So probably half because I'm not within 3. But it also uh, now yes. has 3 burn on it. Yeah, it'll be halved because you're not within three of it. Um, so what's that? Uh, what's half of 11, six, right? I think it's just straight up mm -hmm. 14 damage and then it's halved because the no, burn. Because burn doesn't get have. Oh, oh, it's resistance, not. Yeah, you're right. It would be seven then. Yeah, because it's resistance, not armor. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then it would take the three damage if it fails its roll on its turn. Gotcha. All right. Uh, and what then now, I'm going to follow up with my uh, laser rifle, and we'll see how well this goes. Ooh, a nine. A nine still beats its evasion. It is a stationary <laughs> turret. Well, I deal a whopping two damage. One more heat for you. And hey, at least one of those damages is another burn. Yep, so now it's got um, four burn. So 
So it takes one more damage because of the resistance, but it's now up to four burn. Yep, so that's what, a total of... I've done eight damage total? Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, <clears throat> I think that's all I can do this round. Uh, yeah, that's all I'll do this round. All right, that's Orion done. Uh, in response, I'm going to activate that turret that's just been hit. All right, so, uh, Orion. Uh, the turret on the left is going to target you. With cool. its repeater cannon. And... 16 will hit. So that will do three explosive damage. So two because of armor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it pushes me back, what, three spaces? Pushes you back three spaces. Oh, no. Uh, 19 out of 21. Oh, no. Rude. Uh, straight back from it, or just straight back? Straight back from it, yeah. So, like, there, I guess? Yeah, that could be one of the two options, or the one to the left of that would be fine, too. Uh, yep, sure it matters too much. All right, so you use everything you got to rush into the zone, and after you unload on it, it just unleashes on you with its uh, its uh, barrage of its counter barrage of uh, repeater cannon, and it is such force behind these blasts. It doesn't actually do much damage to your armor, but just the kinetic energy it's unleashing on you. Hey everyone, this is Bob. I am just dropping in here to say at about this point in the video, uh, I lost power and we had to stop the recording. Um, so we did end up calling time on this session. Everyone saved what they were doing and luckily we didn't lose any audio or video that I was recording. So we're good there. Um, but, uh, we will pick back up in the next session, right when we, uh, right where we left off. So we will see you all next time. And, uh, speaking for everyone else, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.